Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes. Oh, wait, I'm being told it's not those kinds of adult themes. Just sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warning for specific episodes can be found in the episode descriptions. Listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for ugh, love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. Are you lonely, miserable, or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems. At least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamier, dirty. Dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Grapers, founder, CEO, and love wizard. And did you know that if you pick up our gold membership, you get access to our exclusive newsletter, Broadsheets? Forever Rock frontman Jebediah's shocking weight loss. Sekhmet Tenderson's saucy secret engagement enrages spinster sister. Five things you can do with Borg cubes. Number three will shock you. Our user survey continues, and in a completely unrelated note to the newsletter, tell me a secret in confidence. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay, you promise you won't tell anyone. I cross my furry little heart. It's a very vulnerable moment for me, okay? I understand. Here, scoot closer, scoot closer. I am... Completely bald. I have absolutely no hair whatsoever on my balls. That's... Like, I've got the happy trail. It leads down. But then when you get there, there's absolutely nothing. Is that a fashion choice? <laughs> no, no, no. It just it just never showed up. It's just, it's just like it's smooth. Huh. You're the peach it's without the fuzz. Like it's, it's, it's like it's it's nice to the feel, but it's just not. You don't have that like sort of masculine edge to it. On an unrelated note, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I collect stuffed animals. I have one that I got an Xmas when I was a kid called Professor Penny. Though I've lost the polar bear that I was sitting on. Um, and then Quillo gave me um, a little dog teddy that he got on Xmas too. That's painful. So I would. Never admit this to anybody who knows me. I don't uh -huh. know why I'm admitting it to you, but uh, I actually kind of miss my youngest sister and I, I keep tabs on her uh, through word of mouth and through papers and um, she's doing good. And yeah, fuck the rest of them, though. Uh, I have a friend and that friend has done some good work in kind of mage colleges around the continent and he has done some digging into the kind of graduation records there and it's funny because there was a specific name that I was actually looking to uh, to find and he didn't make any mention of it and I'm not really sure why that kind of clerical error would be it's obviously a clerical error but you know I don't know it just seems very well respected name very well respected there seems to be some interference on your microphone there, Kayella. We'll get back to that in clearly important detail about a mage that will remain nameless. 
We are in the Fortress of Aptitude, Fia. You are standing in the doorway. Commander Groff is there looking as bold and as brazen and as confident as always. Behind him, a small platoon of soldiers. You see Sebastian kind of muddling around in the background with some paperwork. Flicky giving him the odd seductive eye. And as you call out for Kyle, Nathaniel and Hephaestus to come and see what's happening, you hear their footsteps coming out of their bedrooms down the hallway and out into the living area, dining room space here in the Fortress of Aptitude. I don't think Kyle would have actually come out because he's still trying to figure out what's going on. Fair point. Okay, we'll come back to Kyle. Hephaestus and uh, Nate, uh, you stumble out into the hallway, kind of a little tired, a little bleary-eyed, uh, kind of like, oh, wait, wait, where are we again? Oh yeah, we're in that cottage fortress thing, Majigi. And you hear Fia calling out, Hephaestus, give me an insight check. Uh, Fifteen. Nate is... Well, he looks like shit. Like, uh, but What's new? <laughs> he looks unwell. Good. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're just going to move on. Uh, <laughs> here the insight is that you don't give a fuck. <laughs> Even hungover, he just mm. exudes this pompous mm. dickhead energy. You don't get that from him. He kind of seems... I mean, he's always aloof unless it's about him. But this is like, he's just not, he's going through the motions. Okay. You come out into the hallway and you find Fia standing in the doorway with Commander Groff, who just kind of gives the both of you kind of salutes. And then again, you stand, both of you in sheets. <laughs> oh, I, so, Miss um, Burbage, you were, you were offering breakfast? Yeah, yeah. Um, come on in. And he, he steps in with a kind of a heavy thud. And immediately the hallway and the, the archway, the ceiling just gets a little bit bigger uh, to compensate for for Groff and his size and stuff like that. And another chair appears around the table and you start to hear down the hallway, back in towards the kitchen, the pots and pans start to get to work again. Uh, again, completely unmanned. It's just the magic here in the Fortress of Aptitude and Groff following Fia's lead. Where's that... Uh rather chiselled looking gentleman I'm here Kyle well chiselled have you yeah what are you doing come out what the hell is happening Groff's here where what do you mean where here inside in the living room I wasn't that hungover what I was pretty hungover can I go down to his room yeah, Kyle's room is off the, uh, like, again, kind of off down the hall, but cloning closer to the living room. And there's a, a knocking. Would you knock? Would you mm. it? Oh, there's, no. a, there's a, there's a, no. Just <laughs> open the door. Yeah, she just barges straight in. You find Kyle strapping on his breastplate and armor. How the hell did we get here? We came over on the boat with that weird little flicky. What's a flicky? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't. Do you not remember all of last night? I remember, I remember the wake and I remember the drinking and I remember the hangover, which was bad, but not this bad. And that's everything. We're in Marilla's weird little magic shack. We were down in the basement and there was, I don't know, like pink powder and waves and water and it was scary and then we fixed it. Do you not remember any of this? No, and I don't like that. I don't like this. Asbestos. Kale. Starting to get a bit awkward up here. Come on. 
They're still here, huh? Yeah. They're here. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. They're making breakfast, though. Oh, okay. Well, no immediate danger? Should I bring the sword? Yes. Okay, fine. I'm going to go put on pants, and I'll meet you out there. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't realize we were dressing up. Um. <laughs> you just have a breastplate on a nude. The <laughs> <laughs> you know, cash. <laughs> okay. You told me to bring my weapon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why has this season got a lot more dick jokes in it than the last season? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one last thing. Mm. Where's the bathroom? I don't know. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. A door forms. Uh, <laughs> In the wall opposite you, and it just kind of opens, and inside it you do see a bathroom, a bathtub. Everything is pristinely clean. There's fresh towels. There's a, a little aloe vera plant sitting in one corner. Oh, okay. No, I like this. Great. <laughs> see you soon. Yep. I go get dressed, and I'll come back. So out. you're going to go get dressed. You're going to go for a shower. So <laughs> we we move back to the, to the living room and dining room where Fia, Groff, and Nathaniel are sitting. So, I, I, uh, somebody mentioned this is your mother's, uh, holiday cottage. Yep. Did you holiday here much as a young man? Funnily enough, this is the first time I've ever been here. So we holidayed separately, me and my mother. So. Oh, that's an interesting way of family holidaying separately i mean we were close but well i again well, where it is this is yours now so do you think you'll take up residence or sell it uh, do you want to buy no 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 i'm 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 i i think i've seen enough of the tezrab side of the kingdom i'm quite Looking forward to returning to Galeshire. Cool, 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 cool. The weather is just amazing, uh, amazing. Well, and he points out because it's very, it's very overcast. Yeah, it's mild. Yeah, great (laughs) drying. There would be, yeah, there, there, there would be. And then he kind of he just looks over his like his shoulder at the door and he just sees cups and saucers, a kettle, a basket of bread, fruit, meat, cheese, everything is just kind of floating in and kind of bouncing in the midair. You enchanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Quite marvelous. Safe to eat? Yeah. Hmm. Resounding confidence, then. We're still trying to figure this place out, but we ate here yesterday and it was fine. Oh, yeah, I think we all we all feel pretty good. So he's just going uh, <laughs> on that. <laughs> Nate, he kind of looks you up and down, still in the sheet, and then Fia, he looks at you, and you seem okay, Fia. Hmm. Charming little kobold outside flicky yes flicky ben uh he loves a good anecdote yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
So you like you need all of us here. Well, I, uh, otherwise, I'm going to be repeating myself, and yeah, you know, that's, like, yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, help yourself. Oh, please, you you first. Sure. And he watches very carefully. <laughs> I dig in. Okay. And then he he goes to pour a kind of a cup of coffee for himself, and then the kettle lifts up. And he pulls his hand away, and he watches it, and picks up the cup, and he kind of inspects it. And still eyeing the two of you who are looking at him, he sips from it, just kind of a oh, my my manners, sorry. Um, espresso needs to be drank, you know, like that. Sure. Yeah. What's taking them so long? Kyle comes out at this point, kind of shaking down his hair, and he says, Have you tried the showers? This place, your kudos, compliments to the chef, and rest in peace, obviously. But, um, no, obviously you haven't tried the showers, but you should. Makes the prayer symbol and kind of nods his head a little bit as you're saying this, and then at the same time, as he's lowering his head, he's literally fixated on Kyle. (laughs) She's trying to do it, you know, subtly. So, what's been going on? I've lost some memories. Wait, what? I've lost some memories. I'm not quite sure what's happening. Groff swallows a lump of coffee. (laughs) Oh God, I hope it's not the food. And then he puts the cup down. Hmm. I just step out around him and I'm like, yeah, whole day gone. He's got nothing. Are we in trouble, officer? Uh, uh, no, not 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 even in the slightest. Uh, commander, but um, you can call me what you like. I've merely been sent here to inform Miss um, Tinderson, Miss Burbage, and Mister McKnight. Your presence is required at a rather delicate, but altogether quite important matter. We've already been to an orgy. We're not going again. It, it kind of led no, us no. down. Delicate. <laughs> Groff definitely raises an eyebrow at that remark <laughs> uh, and loses himself in his thoughts for a moment. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I, I, I'm not speaking about group activity. We've, uh, or, or rather, uh, the the city guard believe they have. Well, Captain Amistead has found he believes the person responsible for it it does raise a couple of questions seeing as how they were already in captivity um but the trial of one miss evil is about is is, is going to be taking place in, in in two days and the three of you have been called as witnesses <gasps> she's a friend of yours that's a strong word but i know her well well Regardless of your relationships, past, present, or future, you have been summoned by the court. So. Oh, so I'm in the clear. Great. Yes, I suppose technically you are. You you, you may continue your sojourn here in the, in the cottage. Um, Alone with no memories. I have some. I remember you being a little great friend. <laughs> little great friend. That's who you are. Anyway. <laughs> Such a great friend. 
Can I insight check him on that? <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't. No, no, it's an instant. It's an instant. He choked back a word there. Hephaestus <laughs> glared at him and he choked back a word. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you're more than welcome to come back with us now. But like I said, it, it is in two days' time, so you have plenty of time. And I'm sure that little rowboatman outside would be able to ferry you back and forth. It should only take half a day or so. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be there when when we're needed. I'm not spending any extra time on her. Oh, that's fair enough. Telepathically to Hephaesta an ex. God no, Jesus no, 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 no. no. Okay. No. Okay. Should I stop probing? Please. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> I think then and he kind of pushes the, the cup of coffee away from him i'll be going then so we, we go to the to the betty uh, uh, in two days yes the the betty i believe is what you're calling it um f- for mr adora so it's the, the the local name for fort beatrice the prison and guards barracks courts oh i haven't been it's quite good then. Obviously, you're a moral, upstanding gentleman. Hmm, that's a statement, isn't it? Let's let that one hang. Croft, do, uh, sorry. Do you want to sit down? Uh, no, no, not at all. Sausage. I, I, sausage no, I've I've already intruded quite enough. Uh, Sebastian has things and affairs for me to be doing with back uh, in the city before we we head back to Galeshire. I'll allow the four of you to resume your holiday sequestered visit wait 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 just before you go just um and i'll start taking a few no questions. not no, honestly no, not no, at all no, i no, no, no for flicky uh, oh here <laughs> of course i mean you cannot uh, like no 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 i'm, I'm quite <laughs> all right you thank you some? no 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 okay. no no Sorry. i'm flicky there okay wonderful i'll have sebastian give it to him groff heads out leaving the package on the table you hear some grumbling outside and a few moments later in comes Sebastian, a kobold, he looks at the four of you, bows really quickly, takes the package and heads out the door. Uh, You hear some commotion and kerfuffle outside. Flicky's on about how they can't bring food on the boat. They're not going on Flicky's boat. Flicky's very confused as to why his boat's there then. Groff tells him to come in and talk to you at some point to find out when it is that you need to come back to the island. Flicky says that's fine. He's been charging you by the hour anyway while he's sitting outside waiting. It's the four of you sat around the table. Anybody have money for Flicky? We fed him. I don't think that's what he charges in. Well, I don't think he charges in money either. Lock the door. Can we lock the door? <laughs> <laughs> the door automatically slams and you hear a dead bull slide. <laughs> Great. Now it's just the four of us Great. in here, locked inside together. Great. Anybody else lost any memories? I do feel it's pressing. I'm sorry. I know you've got other things to tend to, but it is unusual. No, and it was just because we've been here a day. Mm. So you don't remember getting here or mm. fixing the house Mm-mm. or the basement. Nope. This is it fixed? Wow. <laughs> no, it's nice. I'm kidding. Sorry. That was insensitive. Uh, nope, none of that. None of the above. Do you remember touching crystals? Is this some sort of drug thing? No, we found crystals down in the basement. Yeah, you just started shoving them right up your butt. Just mm. one after another. No, it was weird. Nate. It was, mm. He did. Mm. It was weird. 
Because that's probably why you couldn't get any pants on. Give me oh. a deception <laughs> check. <laughs> that's a 24. <laughs> you all can see it against the, the form-fitting um, outfit that he has on, but Kyle tentatively flexes his butt. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to check on that one. I say we, the royal we. All of you. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a strange first impression, but I mean, Nick, you come do on. You. I don't remember you looking quite so peaky. You okay? Yeah. 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 You sure? He always looks so. like shit. One minute, and I just drop the sheet. No, oh, not again. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just sort of, like, I'm just turning and just checking myself out, and be like, no, everything's. Everything's in the right place. Everything looks okay. So Will we take you to the basement and see if that. I don't. So hang on. Mm. Went to the basement. Mm-hmm. Fixed the house. Uh-huh. There were some crystals. There were some crystals, mm-hmm. and I've lost my memory. Yeah. And we're going to go back, and just sort of. Well, don't, just don't touch them again. I touched them. Yeah. Yeah. With your colon. Just some. <laughs> you. Well. <laughs> no, you actually shook your arse at them. So he's only lying a little bit. This? Hmm. Okay. Okay, so. Fia, give me a deception check. <laughs> but he did shake his arse. At disadvantage. <laughs> that is an 11. Yeah, there's, with, with an 11, you're getting the, uh, there's a half a grain of truth in what she's saying. You can't determine which part of it is the lie, whether you did point your butt at crystals or you did touch the crystals. But you're, yeah, you're starting to kind of doubt what's being said. And quick guess, not standard crystals, unusual crystals, we're saying. Yeah. We're saying unusual crystals. Okay, unusual crystals in the basement of the magic house. And we're going to go back down and not touch them. Well, it's a big basement. Okay. Look at them. Okay. I think I might sit this one out, actually, and just kind of get my bearings and figure out why we would do that again and risk the same thing happening again. Well, look, it was just a suggestion to maybe help you out to remember by going back there. Well, you can tell me. What did I miss? We told you. We just told you. Oh, well, then it's fine. Well, then there's no problem. All right. Well, then everyone calm down. It's fine. You're You're the one stressing. You're shouting up really loudly. It just doesn't... I'm not used to being on the receiving end of magical effects of incredible power, and it's not great. I don't like it. I mean, I tried to stop you, but then you started putting them in sideways, and I was like, stop, please stop, and you just kept going. You were just, like, hungry for crystals. It was... I put my toga back on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, I might, I'm going to have some breakfast and take stock and maybe go on a little walk around. Is the place at least nice besides the house? I don't know. Didn't get much of a chance to look around. We just came straight in. Okay. Okay. This is fine. This is normal. This is a, this is a fun time with my new friends. It's a bit weird. I'd be freaking out if I were you. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) friend i'll tell you what i'll come with you and protect you if you like you're feeling a bit fragile and go a little walk around you're a little bit exposed i've put i've put it on it's on again look <laughs> a wrap, wrap sort of 
bunched up around my waist. So, quick walk. Okay. I'm feeling amenable, and for some reason suggestible. And I wouldn't normally take advice from you. I'd never, ever take anything you say to heart and act upon it in any way that could be detrimental to me personally. So, why not break with tradition just this once and go on a little walk? That's great. I love it because like the way that we're dressed, it's like Mickey Mouse going on a walk with Donald Duck. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. You slurp back some tea or coffee, shove a pastry into your face, a bit of cheese into your face, and then the two of you head out the door? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leaving Hephaestus oh and God. Fia set there at the table... Utterly perplexed as to what the two of you were doing, but you head outside. Well, the door unbolts itself, opens for you, you head outside. There's the dirt path down to the Pebblestone Beach where you can still see the love boat. And Flicky is kind of, he's turned it half on its side and he's using it as like a little canopy. And he's sitting in it and he's munching away on whatever snacks you gave Groff to give him. In the distance, you can see Groff, their boat, some men heading back to the city. And there's about 40 feet either side of the cottage and then sheer cliff. Ah. I'm not necessarily trying to split the party. I just thought if the sun was a thing for me, I was just trying to like ah. lead well, into that. that was thing, so. Already established that it's very overcast. So Okay. Yeah. Fine, let's go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got 40 feet that way, 40 feet this way. And you can go down to the beach. Let's... um. Let's take it slow, I guess. What's that thing on the on the coast by the boat? What's that cobalt? That's that's Flicky. Flicky that's, Ben. That's Flicky. Flicky Ben. Okay. And he brought us here in that? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to go down and have a... Absolutely not. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. No. No, I think we should have a good chat and figure out how we're going to work this because it seems like there's a little bit of tension and I don't want to intrude but I am here and uh, bad things are already happening to me so I'd like to minimise the chance of that future i tell you what I agree with you and you know what I'd say even at that we could probably just cut all of this as well <laughs> speaking of tension we go back inside the fortress of aptitude where Fia is set with her back turned to Hephaestus and yeah it's just silence so uh eve huh that's a thing mm-hmm. what are you going to say do you do you know what you're going to say when we make you say things mhm you want to share? Nope. Oh, okay. Are you like mad at me or? Why would you ever think that? I mean, you're usually not this much of a bitch. Well, I think it's kind of warranted considered how you behaved at my house. What, me? You know exactly how shit you are to everyone. 
You were shit to my mom. You were shit to my brother. You were really shit to Marilla. I'm always shit to Marilla. That's what we do. That's what we did. What? By bringing up Nate's real mom? What? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm not doing this. Like, Festa, you were there. Stop playing freaking dumb. You were sitting on the lap of that guy from Forever Fucking Rock. You were smoking in my house. You were stirring shit left, right, and freaking center. How do you think I'm supposed to act towards you right now? At that point, um, Nate and Kyle walking back in, I'm holding Kyle's arm and I go, <laughs> and then I said, that's not a bugbear. That's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and telepathically, Hephaestus just hears Kyle say, what's the deal with his balls? <laughs> I've always wanted to know, but I've never been brave enough to ask. Hmm. That, that was such a fun walk, bestie. <laughs> Let's, um... Let's, do you want to play some game, some board games or something? Oh my god, yes. Great. Let's go see if it has any. House? Uh, <laughs> the house vibrates for a moment, <coughs> and then a crudely, like a, a, a small cardboard box, rectangular in shape, uh, just forms in midair, and it's called Own All the Property. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played this before. Oh, it's it's so fun. It's so fun. It's like you just crush people who are like uh, like less fortunate than you. It's amazing. Oh, okay. So, I mean, look, I'm in. Ladies, would you like a, a, a seat at the table? No. I think there's four. No, there's no. four play. It's hard to read the board, but I think I think it takes four. I'm players? the displacer beast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not playing. No. Do you want to go for a walk? There's a lovely um, stretch of nothing. You know what? I am. I am gonna go for a walk, and I just yeah, that's fine. Go on and keep ignoring all the problems you created. <laughs> oh, I know when to hold my tongue. He says aloud. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, you know, we've only just met and whatever, but like, she was a real shit to us a few days ago at a dinner party at my house, and I'm really not happy with her. Like so. I mean, to be fair, I can second that. I'm uh, look. I've I don't know well enough either way to really dismiss the claim. Um, whatever beef you have with each other is largely your own business. So we haven't known each other very long, but you do get to know someone a little bit. We did a lot of walking. There was a lot of huffing it for for a good ten days there. Today is eleven. Wait, no, it was a ten. It was eleven. Uh, I don't know. We've lost a day. Ten or eleven days. Right. Yes. Oh, I hope I didn't learn anything interesting about her over that one day. I'm I'm really confused though because she was in my house when the city got attacked. No, I wouldn't trust him anyway. He's lost his memory, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's true. Yeah. I remember everything up and well, I've I've lost everything up until the morning after the funeral. We woke up in, in the pub, the, the Copper Rabbit. Yes, got Very it. Good. Got it in one. And that's as much for me as it is for Kyle. But she was, um, <laughs> she was in my house, though. Nope. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to talk smack uh, 
not a good enough mage for that just yet uh for the two places at once thing that would take a little it's a little bit above her she has potential don't get me wrong but um no doesn't she have like a million sisters <laughs> um hmm. well, there are many of them i think well, i've seen one of them oh yeah one of them's engaged to my brother um I can, I can vouch, I can swear. If you have like any sort of truth-telling spell or potion, I can give, I can, I can go under oath. But um, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Hmm. Most peculiar. Well, I mean, you'd know her best. Do you want to go talk to her? You'd be able to tell if she's lying, wouldn't you? See, she's always been an absolute raging best friend to me. So. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll go. One, I'll go. No, no it's wait, fine. Wait, okay, no. well, let me just ask one question. Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Fia, you walk outside and you see that the the clouds, the, the kind of the grey clouds earlier on, have kind of dissipated a little bit. It's it's, it's actually quite a nice. It's getting kind of bright. You can see a nice clear blue sky. Uh, air is kind of fresh. And as you look around, kind of the the grounds of the cottage, it's again, there's not. A, not a lot to look around. It's very sparse up here. You, your eyes track down the mud path and the boat is gone. And a little way out into the lake, you see Hephaesta sitting on the love boat as Flicky rows her towards Tezra. But look, she's a good person and she wouldn't leave her friends behind or anything like that. So, you know, I'm sure this will be an easy thing to... Obviously a misunderstanding. I'm sure you'll have no problem. I'm like, she's gone. Sorry? She got out of the boat and she's gone back to the city. Are you fucking with me? (laughs) No, I wish I was. What the fuck? (laughs) I I had this thing in my head where I was like, how could you not know that this person doing all these awful things wasn't your good friend... But is that like, is that like standard? Is that kind of, is this kind of behavior like the norm? Like, I'm used to her and him snapping at each other all the time, so I... And Nate, you do remember the time she tried to stab you five weeks ago, so... <laughs> yeah, just, eh, just thought, thought bubble of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um... Like, it was, it was her. It was her in my house. I, I don't know. Like, you'd know. I was very drunk. You didn't, you hold yourself together well. I didn't really, couldn't really Yeah, th- I had the sads in a real way. Okay. Oh, bestie. <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> and I just sort of, like, nestle my head into... <laughs> I don't like this. Um, I'll leave you two alone. I'm gonna go... Get changed out my pajamas. <laughs> okay. What was the name of that game we're playing? Own all the property. <laughs> Own all the property. <laughs> yeah, you head into your room. You change for the day. That's it's going to be like you're just wearing kind of a the dress I was wearing the night at the dinner party. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, when you come back out, you find whatever semblance there was of burgeoning friendship between Kyle and Nate seems to have completely. Yeah. Do you know what? Okay, we're putting this down to d twenties. Just straight D20 rolls. Just straight D20 rolls. Now, we have to kind of lay out the rules of this because... <laughs> <laughs> so whichever of the two of Nate and Kyle rolls higher on the D20, 
gets to decide of the two of you who's winning Ooh. and how you as the winner are behaving. <laughs> yeah, that's an eight from Kyle. And a 19 from Nate. Okay. So Nate's winning. <laughs> and he's... Graceful? No. No. <laughs> he's what's known as a sore winner. Um... <laughs> I mean, I just, like, again, the game piece, I'm just, like, slamming, like, it's, like, I had, like, all these cards built up, and I'm going, bah, 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 and I'm just, like, throwing them down, because you have to, like, give me all your property, and I'm, like, own all that property! <laughs> Kyle has the book of rules open in front of him, and he's, like, flicking through it desperately, there's, like, sweat pouring down his forehead, and he's, like, I don't think you can have that many cards. Are you sure you can have that many cards? That's a lot of, um, I, um... You lose, and I flip the table. <laughs> Every page as you flick through it just literally had Nate cheats, Nate cheats, Nate cheats, Nate cheats, Nate cheats, Nate cheats on it. However that's going to impact this blossoming friendship is up to you going forward. Oh god. And I take the the book that I found in the basement and I'm going to go sit outside and flick through it. Cute dress. Thank you. You head out. The book makes, as you sit down, like a small little chair just kind of boop, it appears at the front of the house. You sit down outside. Again, any clouds that are gone have just been kind of burnt away. You can see like the waters of Lake Capulet are glistening. You have the book in your hand. You're flicking through it. Again, you see Marilla's notes in the margins. But other than that, what she has written, and it's clearly her handwriting, the words don't make sense. Um, can I try something? So seeing how like the house has reacted and given us what we need, can I think about maybe a translation book for this Ooh. certainly roll a d20 <laughs> nat 20 the book explodes <laughs> <laughs> takes fear with her roll your character there fear <laughs> for a moment as you were kind of flicking through and it doesn't make any sense your mind actually goes to the chair that you're sitting on it came out of nowhere the house the fortress it provides everything that you need. And it's that wonderful moment where inspiration and creativity just collide and then a dice fucks the DM over. <laughs> you think about something to help you translate the book. The, the hair on the back of your neck stands up for a moment and Kyle and Nate, as you're sitting inside, scrambling to pick up the pieces of own all the property. Nate, as you reach for the, you were the displacer piece, as you reach to pick that up, it just disappears. And then the walls of the cottage start to shake and vibrate. And the table with all the gel on it starts to rattle. And Kyle, you can see the lights overhead are shaking back and forth as well. And then a picture disappears off the wall and then a chair disintegrates and you start to see a large crack form uh, along the floor splitting the central wall you broke the house you cheated and you broke the house what <laughs> and yeah, the book in your hands literally is just you see it light up the edges of the pages just start to burn white and then they're ripped into the house like the book is wrenched from your hands and ripped into the house and Kyle and Nate you hear this and you just hear the pages flapping back and forth violently the house is beginning to shrink the island itself is starting to shake 
and the pages one after the other rip from the spine of the book and they strike and slap at the ceiling and then words just start to be scratched into the paper and you see dust and stone crumbling from the paper as this is happening I run in I'm like oh god oh god oh shoot no 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 I know he cheated at board games no no the, the book I, I, I asked the house to, to, to translate the book and no. see she broke the house Hey, you broke the house. I didn't mean to. I didn't know I was going to do this. I just thought of it because he gave him the chair, gave us breakfast in the oh, morning, he gave us dinner Fia. yesterday. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You start to see, you see Asmodian, wisest of the wise, born in the year 12, fell in love with one of the first and gave his heart to her. Asmodian, the wisest of the wise, learned one of life's cruelest lessons. The heart is the most fragile piece of man. With his heart in her clutches, she wrenched everything from him and discarded him for somebody new. Asmodian, the wisest of the wise, became a husk. And the husk became a shadow. And the shadow became darkness. And a man hell-bent on nothing but revenge and seeking retribution for a heart wrenched from him, set out to tear down the woman who stole it, Hadana. And through his own sheer will, Asmodian, the wisest of the wise, became one of the first. And from there came an unholy battle one that almost saw the world torn in twain. There came a time where the lovers once again found restitution and fell in love all over. But like a circle, it ends up repeating itself time and time again. Every single battle, every single war, bringing the world closer to its end. Asmodian, the wisest of the wise, began to employ other means and methods. It is written that through several individuals and several ancient powerful relics, he channeled pure, raw emotion into one of the world's most lethal weapons, destroying himself and all the other first ones. Rumor has it that shards of these weapons still exist in the world and can be harnessed once again. But in doing so, the first ones can return. And once more, the circle will begin and ultimately repeat itself. And then a chunk of the ceiling falls in and a window explodes out. And you hear the pots and the pans in the kitchen and you start to hear like bubbling and hissing and then just complete silence as smoke starts to fill and that crack that had split the floor is now gone up one of the walls and is breaking through the ceiling you can actually start to see the light from outside creeping in stop 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 the pages stop writing where they were it just collapses uh, give me a deck saving throw via 21 
as you're saying stop, 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 and you're trying to, like, you're desperately trying to commit it to memory, the words that you're seeing written on the pages, you see just a chunk of the ceiling come away again, and you sidestep as the pages are ripped from the ceiling. The writing stopped uh, as you tried to kind of contain the magic. Whatever you've set in motion here, the magic is not stopping. The, 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 the island, the ground around you is beginning to shake. I didn't mean for this to happen. I just wanted help to translate the book. I invited you seized the mother's holiday home. I'm so sorry. You destroyed it. I didn't mean for this to happen. The, uh, I didn't mean for this to happen. Terrible friend. Bestie, I'm so sorry you had to see this. We'll, we'll make it through. It's okay. I was just trying to find out more about Asmodian and Hedonna and... Th- Why did you just ask? The what back, do you mean? A back wall just falls in. Like, the, the house is falling down and you're still inside. I'd just like to point this out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll just gather all my clothes up and do my best to put some of them on. Okay. Yeah, I'll grab the last of my stuff. House, fix yourself. <laughs> the house no. doesn't respond. You don't see okay. it. I'm trying to repair it. So <laughs> the, the magic is just going wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah I just grab all my stuff from my room and run out. Hang on a second. Well, no, he, he steps outside, but as he does, so he starts the uh, he starts the incantation to start or to cast sending, uh, and just sends a message to Hephaestus, being like. You bitch. The island is falling into the the lake. Come back. Bring the weird little man right now, please. Love, Kaya. Kisses. Received. (laughs) Message received. (laughs) She's left you on red. (laughs) Love it. Love it. (laughs) Okay. Nate, you run into the room you were in. You see that the room is actually a chicken coop now, uh, like just full of straw and like little platforms for chickens to sit on and lay eggs and stuff like that. But your stuff is there in a the corner. You grab it and bolt out the door as Fia follows behind you. Your room was largely untouched, but everything was that much smaller, like like a child size room. Um, you run out to find Kyle standing outside, kind of holding one hand to one head and seems to be kind of writing in the air with one finger. Um, and just as the two of you rush out, the fortress of aptitude collapses in itself, and then a sinkhole opens where it stood, pulling the house down. The island stopped shaking. Happy? Give me a constitution save and throw night. Oh, yeah. At disadvantage. 12. You kind of step up to Fia and at first it's like, oh, it's very bright outside. And then it literally feels as if somebody has taken a torch and is just holding it in your eyes. The sun is blinding. I'm so sorry. I'm melting. I'm melting. What? Are you okay? What's going on? Help me. Oh, this nasty little man. Bestie. My nasty bestie. Bestie, help me. I'm What's melting. wrong? I'm What's melting. the problem? I'm, it hurts my face. My oh. You hung over? You hung over, bestie? Kyle dramatically stands in front of you and throws his arms out outstretched <laughs> and is like, take me instead, cruel weather. What's the problem here? What's the actual problem? What's going on? Is it from the house? You, you did this. I didn't mean you did to do this. this. <laughs> you broke the house, you broke me, you broke a fester, you broke his head. I didn't do that, you did that. 
I didn't do that. No, we're best. You encouraged him to do that. What? what? With the crystals yesterday. What are you yesterday. talking about? <gasps> we're besties. <gasps> you encouraged him. You did it first and then you encouraged him to do it too. Absolutely not. You shove crystals up your butt? <laughs> he shook his butt at them. Oh, that sounds right. To try and protect you from them. Of course, yes. Stop lying. You're lying. You're lying. Okay, well, while this continues on, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just take us away from that. Flicky. What's to know? Flicky got date? And he he just slides his hand into yours. (laughs) Hephaestus. If you can get me back to the island safe, maybe. Flicky is your man. And he kind of flexes a little bit. He's like, yeah. And he kind of puffs up his chest a little bit. He like he literally has just runny egg uh, on his chest. And he had found some like, you know, like, you know, that orange kind of seaweed that looks like hair as a kid that you'd put it on your head. Like, I'm weird. He has a little bit of that stuck on him as well. Like he's trying to give himself chest hair. So he's kind of like, hey. And he's kind of gesturing his chest at you a little bit. And then he's just wrong the boat the entire time. He's just making direct eye contact with you. I just do my best to kind of smile, but it's definitely more of a grimace. (laughs) (laughs) The boat, you you can start to see the shoreline of Tezram getting ever so closer. At the point, I'm just like, oh, you're so, you're so strong, Flicky. How fast can we go? How fast can we go? Flicky is very fast. Flicky can be there in seconds. Show me. (laughs) I know. <laughs> Flicky, Flicky has a thought. Oh, Flicky does very well. Uh, F- Flicky just like makes like a face, like he bites his lower lip, and he just squints his little eyes, and he's like, "Keep pumping, Flicky, keep pumping." And he's just he's rowing as hard as he can. And there's momentum in this. Um, it lasts about eight seconds, and then he's just wrecked. And thankfully, the tide's on your side. Uh, and the boat just slowly drifts and you reach the edge Pink of fuck. the docks. Pink fuck. Uh, I just, I give him a little pat on the head. <laughs> and I say, wait for me, I'll come back. And then I run away. Festa, as you run away from your fiancé, uh, that's what Flicky's going to tell everybody. Uh, in the time that you're going to be gone he's telling everyone that will listen that you are now engaged and that you held his hand where is the festa going yeah so like i'm not about to talk to any of them but i'm really i don't know confused about all of this eve stuff so i just want to see if i can like sneak in and talk to her maybe they'll just let me in but i just want to talk to her if i have to sneak i will okay you're heading to fort betty yeah okay fort betty is this large towering stone building that kind of it's taller than the quill, mm. but people are kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I want to look at that because that's the prison yeah. and that's the courts. And it's just this big ominous thing here in the cityscape. But you maneuver through the back streets towards the Ashgroves districts. As you as you leave the warehouse past the slums and into the kind of the, the northwestern side of Tezrab, you see that the houses are a little bit nicer. Everything's just a little bit nicer over on this side of the city. You find there's a couple more guards kind of patrolling. You do see large black Roth iron gates uh, and there's two guards posted outside one of whom when he sees you we kind of like that's her one of the guards just shakes his head and he's like oh I've just not paid enough the, the guard kind of just turns to face you what 
Rude. You you want to talk about being rude? Yeah. What's your problem? You still owe me for the creams. What? You brought me back. You said the dinner party was a bust, that I was much hotter than the other guy. We shacked up, and then you said, ha ha, gotcha, and then told me I had to go see a herbalist. <laughs> and I'm the rude one. <laughs> that wasn't me. Really? Really. So there's other Fire Ganassi called Hephaestus Tenderson just walking around the city. Yeah. Apparently. Give me a persuasion check. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? I'm a very important witness for a case coming up, and I need to go talk to the detained. No. If you're a witness in their case, why would we allow you to go and converse with them? They've asked me to gather more evidence by talking to her. She'll talk to me. She's an idiot. She thinks I'm still on her side. Who? Who asked you? The government. The government? Yeah, surely you've heard of them. (laughs) 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 He just looks at the other guards stationed across from him and he's like, someone from the government told you to come and talk to one of our prisoners so that you'd get more information out of them. Yes, precisely. He just looks at the other guard. Well, can you just check with Captain Armistead? Because no, I'm not checking with Captain Armistead. She's a liar. You're just letting your personal feelings get in the way here. Like, be a professional. This is what they trained us for. They told us the chicks come with the uniform. Uh, your man's like, oh. fine. He just kind of looks at you and he just gets kind of in a huff. He storms off. Mm. And the other guard just leans in and he was like, you know, that wasn't a cool thing to do. Yeah, that other Hephaestus is a real bitch, huh? Oh, you have an identical twin sister that shares the same name as you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Weird, huh? Mm. Mm. Strange, that. A couple of moments pass, and the, the this side of the city, it's a little bit busier. This also, this side of the city did not get as damaged in, mm. in the attack on Tezrab, and there's still, this is where most of the guard patrols tend to be anyway. It's a little bit more, slightly more affluent than the slums. The guard returns and behind him, marching rather astutely, you see a human man, leathery skin. It's the only way to describe it, I can't say. I mean, it would have been sallow and bronze uh, and beautiful at once, but he's now kind of at that point where a 58-year-old man should probably stop going on the tanning beds, uh, like it's aging him. Thick, black, puffy moustache. Uh, what hair he has left on his head, he's slicked back into a nub of a ponytail. He's wearing the Tezreb city guard uniform and he, like he, he's carrying, he's wearing kind of pauldrons. He's kind of established himself. You'd know of him, Hephaestus, mm. only because he'd been, he'd stopped by Club Karma, never to attend, but more to warn, or, you know, or to be with a patrol of men uh, that had been, we're answering to like a, a report that there was a activity. Uh, you recognize him as Captain Armistead. Mm. He is the head of the city guard. He's also one of the prosecutors in the courts. He's a bit of a prick. What? Can I cast friends? Yep. You can. 
Yeah, I have advantage on all charisma checks. So I give him the same story. Um, the government sent me a very important witness here to talk to Eve um, to gather more information. The government sent her, okay? She's on a very important mission. He's, he's talking to the guards. She's on a very important mission, okay? So let her through the gates, down to Eve, escort the woman, and report to me. I don't like the cut of your jib. And both guards are a little bit like, what? What's, what's going on? Uh, and it's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And the men are, like, the, the two soldiers, like, they open the gate. They let you in. They give you a little pass. It just has a visitor on it. Um, and they escort you across this large stone courtyard. Uh, Captain Armistead just kind of waves you off. Like, he's just giving you kind of a, a wave. Um, and then he's, What? And he's a little bit like, well, as he sees you being mm. escorted down towards the prison. You're led across the courtyard into another building. This one has another wall around it. A very, very high wall with spear tips kind of sticking out at the top of it. There's a heavy iron gate in front of it. That opens with a groan. And one of the guards, not the guy that you apparently hooked up with the other one his identical twin brother mm. leads you through it's very confusing you hooked up with Damon mm. this is Raymond and he leads you through every step of the way there's like another gate with another guard posted outside the front of it they declare who you are that you're to meet uh, Miss Ville one of the prisoners inside you're escorted inside down some long corridors and hallways and you do pass various different cells you recognise some people inside some of them are the patrons of Karma and then you're led down some more steps that sort of wind downwards. At some stage, you get a weird message from Kyle. It's kind of slightly interfered here because of the cell reception. You're going down. Yeah, yeah. And again, you see guards posted every so often and there's another gate to go through. And what after traveling what feels like forever down these steps, you pass into a long corridor and at the end of it, you just see a single cell and lying on their side in a rather dirty red sequined dress you see the voluptuous frame of Eveville sans their wig and they're just lying there motionless um, can I walk up and just give like a little rap on the bars knock oh what is it I what 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 barbarous torture are you going to inflict on me now Depends on what kind of answers you give me. Heffy. Sweetheart. Don't. My baby. Don't. And Eve sits up bolt right and you just see that her makeup is all smudged. Her wig. Not there. You've never seen Evel looking so disheveled before. And she, her lower lip starts to quiver when she sees you. What happened to you? I, they put me in a cell, darling. No, for, for, for months you were great and, and helpful. And then one day you just, you just snapped and, and, and changed and started making me do these terrible things. Like, what happened to you? I, what terrible things? I... I... I, I I can't remember much. I, it, it, it's 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 all quite a blur. 
I mean, things like murder. Does that not ring a bell to you at all? Murder? And she clutches, well, she clutches that invisible pearls. I, the only thing I've ever murdered was the dance floor. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking ultimatums. I'm talking emotional torment. I'm, do you, don't pretend. Mephista. What happened to you? I remember there being an explosion and there was fire and we were at some awful, awful place and you were there and Eva looks around Well, nobody else here was there but everything kind of went dark and the last thing I remembered before all of that was being in Club Karma. Oh, the audience, they were, they were crying out for more. Eve, Eve, they were all saying, you'll remember that. It was frequent and there was a knock on my door. And there was a rather handsome gentleman there. He had the strangest eyes. He had a gift. It was the most beautiful. And again, she reaches for her neck. Necklace. Fitted with so many beautiful stones. Effie, you know me, I'm a magpie. If it's shiny and sparkly, I have to have it. And then she sinks down at herself. And look at me now. Rags. So what, did he give you powers? Like, did you sign your own contract? I thought that's what you did. What, what? I'm a free agent, darling. I've always told you, never trust an agent. Well, then how did you do whatever you did? That spell, you tried to kill us. What was that? The big shadow thing. Well, I don't... Uh, heavy. The only thing magical about this is how all of this is squeezed into those gowns. Whatever are you talking about? I don't have time for this shit. You, you, you tried to make me kill somebody important to me. You tried to kill me and my friends. Everybody's mad at me and I don't know why. I'm pretty sure I died for a minute. I don't have time for this. What did you do? You're just like the rest of them. Nobody believes me. They... They think I attacked the city. You did! I did not! I did not! How could I? I don't know, you tell me you were never able to do these things before, and then suddenly you can. Hephaestus, when have you ever known me? To even put together a shopping list. You were able to put together a list of people for me to go take hits out on. That pretty fucking well. I have no clue what you are talking about. None. And I thought you came here as my friend. How could I after you've lied to me as much as you have? I have... Not lied to you. Okay, that's a lie. <laughs> I was taking 5% off 
your tips. That's it. Okay. I also tried to seduce Nathaniel. What? It was... It was at the start of Festa. It was a burgeoning romance. It was doomed. You said it yourself. He had a wandering eye. You can't blame him. Look at me. Fine. If you won't talk to me, then I'll be sure when you're on trial in a couple of days to tell them everything I need to. I... She just grabs the bars and she kind of presses herself up to them. You... You came here just to torment me. I came here for answers, and if you don't have... I can't give you answers. Then I'll watch you burn. And she just falls to her knees and just starts to sob. You've never seen Eve cry. Well, that's a lie too. (laughs) You've seen her fake cry to get out of tickets, to get out of fines, (laughs) to get out of a funeral once. Mm. Yeah, but you've, this is... Real. Yeah. I just look at her for a minute and then I look at the guard and I say, let's go. The, the guard kind of looks at you, uh, looks at Eve, and he he just, he bangs on the bars, mm. and you hear a pulley, the gate opens, and he escorts you out. As you come up uh, onto the main floor of the prison and out towards those gates in the courtyard, standing there, hands on hips, you see Commander Groff and Captain Armistead. The government sent you here. Really? Yeah. And Groff kind of looks at you, kind of half puzzled, and then at Armistead. That's quite right. Yes, yes. I I sent Miss Tenderson along, uh, Captain Armistead, and he puts a hand uh, on the captain's shoulder. I felt that given Miss Tenderson's relationship with the accused we might be able to learn something miss henderson what did you learn nothing she's a hell of a a hell (laughs) she's a shell of a person excellent she refuses to give up any information well there you have it that was but i tried as directed yes as i directed you to do yeah damon raymond whatever just escort the woman out and uh, we'll see you at the trial. You will indeed. And Commander Groff just kind of stares at you. Just give him a little wink. Finger guns. <laughs> Never fails. <laughs> and he's baffled. It's uh, <laughs> my real powers. Uh, as he goes to kind of follow after you, Captain Armistead kind of just... And you see the budgets now, really, we want... Uh, and Groff's, oh, yes, I am from the government. Crap. Uh, and he starts to listen to a spiel about needing more money to improve the prison system. So if I said you're let out of the, the prison, back into the courtyard, out of Fort Betty, Raymond and Damon go back to their posts. Well, Damon was there. Uh, and yeah, what are you up to? Um, I want to see if I can steal a little brioche and head back to the island. Oh. Okay. 
Okay. You are... I'm trying to make amends with Kale. <laughs> you go back to... All right, so you're going to head to the food bank where yeah. apparently in our food banks we have brioche. <laughs> While all this has been going down uh, and the day trickles into the afternoon, the afternoon trickles into the evening and Festa, you get back on the boat with Flicky. Uh, Flicky has a ring. He's presented it to you. I accept. Okay. Well, it really, it's just fishing line. Yeah, uh, okay, you are now engaged to Flicky Ben. Uh, Look, he's not got much going for him. All right, the new Hefest is here to help. <laughs> he's got a boat. He's got a business. Sometimes he sinks the boat to keep it safe. <laughs> it, that's good business practice. He fixes the boat. As Kyle, Nate, and Fia stand frustrated alone on the island in the middle of Lake Capulet, it's uh, just the three of us facing opposite directions yeah. from each other. <laughs> Nate under a cloak, uh, feeling rather sickly from the sun. So the the sun isn't actually taking doing damage, but it's like mm. the, like it's like like really prickly and painful on my skin, and like it's really hard to see. See, and it's because you're kind of feeling nauseous. Okay, okay. Just wanted to establish that. Yep. Okay. Cool. But it's later into the afternoon now. So yeah. Kind of- yeah, the sun isn't as high. Like it's past, it's past midday. It's like early evening at this stage. My head isn't smoking or anything. No, you're not on fire. Good. Any plans? Let's get out of here. I already sent Hephaestus a message. Cool. Fia. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, you 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 mentioned that. Um, do you want to do anything useful or? Yeah, I go into my bag and I pull out the jumper that Marilla knitted Nate that was left at the house after the dinner party and I just hand it over to him. I'm sorry. I suppose I don't know the significance of it. I'm like, okay. It's the, the jumper. jumper that Marilla made you. Oh, I mean, a fine consolation for the house, I suppose, but... Um... I'll pop that on because it's quite chilly. Look, I'm really sorry. I was just trying to find out more what was in the book because it was the same language as that other book that we brought back to the library and it just seemed really, really important. Just to go, sorry, not to cut across you entirely, Fia, but just that you just said the jumper because it's chilly. If you do remember, she knitted you a crop top with a very long sleeve and a very short sleeve. Yeah. It was enchanted so that you are always feeling the appropriate temperature. Okay. So yeah, you feel good. Can I, just with the jumper... And that's part of the aesthetic that it's like poorly made. It's a crop top. Will I ruin it if I tear the sleeves off and wear one as sort of like an ankle warmer and the other is like a scarf? You'd probably break the enchantment, I think. Yeah, unless you got like an artificer to do it, you're going to ruin her. Like you, you can do a fee on it and ruin it. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I could do a fee on it. I'll tell you what, I won't. I'll just think that. And okay. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. yeah, I'll not do it. I'll just yeah. think it. Yeah. Look, I, I did, I did find out some stuff. I don't like. It might help us with these marks that we got and what's going on with like Asmodian and the fact that he attacked us and everything. I'm sorry? just sorry that it ruined the house. I'm really sorry. I didn't expect when I asked for something that that would have happened. I'm just pulling your tit. It's fine. <laughs> What, do you want to know what I found out? Yeah, go on. Okay, well, apparently there's been like loads of 
wars going on between all of the old ones and stuff and the circle of those events was broken and they've kind of left this world but there is things in the world called shards that are remnants of these old ones that if people find them like they're really powerful but i think either if someone finds them or uses them or something it might trigger the old ones coming back again and starting this circle of violence all over again kyle do you know anything about all these old people sharding Kyle's eyes are locked on the crop top and he looks genuinely horrified uh, the old ones I do know some some stuff I've, I've boned up on my history I've nice. boned up on my shard history nice um, do you know anything about Asmodian or Hadana? well here's the thing right you said that you were attacked by kind of a primordial force that's pretty out there that's pretty wild actually you all kind of glossed over that bit as if it's something normal to have happen to a person. Oh, I didn't really realize it was just... Just got to fight for our lives a bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the shadow of his Hang on. called itself. Hang on. The implication here is that you won. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a letdown. Not, sorry, no, not <laughs> not for you. I just thought, like, you know, big ancient thinking. What was it? it said it was the shadow of Asmodian. I don't know if it was actually Asmodian himself, but part of him, maybe. Yeah, but I batted him anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Look, we got marked by Hadana. Mm-hmm. Standard, um, also normal thing to have happen. Yeah, like, thanks, Father Saps. Who I, I pull my ass out again and I go, ass mark. Oh. Who was that, that undead priest that we fought? Hang on. He casts light in your crop top to see if it aggravates you the same way the sun would. Does it? It's just, now you're just illuminated. Yeah. <laughs> like a firefly. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. no, it has no, it does not affect him the way the sun was. He's just. Oh, look, you're, you're really gorgeous. Well lit up. You're gorgeous. Boop, boop, you do. Nope, button. take it away. <laughs> Festa, you just, for a moment, you just saw a light blink, like a little lighthouse uh, in the distance, and then it just disappears. You, you can, yeah, you can see the edge of the island as you're drawing closer to it. It's like the bat signal, like an ash, just like projects <laughs> up onto the clouds. <laughs> That's uh, how we met. We all got on this job together, hired by Father Saps in a village called Herb. Hang on. Sorry, not to interrupt. Any chance a crystal could also be considered a shard? Maybe. I mean, like, if she was had this information in this book and then those crystals down there, like, they were beside each other. I was beside myself. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, he looks over towards the house. What condition would you say the house is in? The house is not there. It went down a sinkhole. Cool, chill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, didn't happen to grab any of those crystals. No, but you, you touched one. Mm. Nate touched one. That's so dumb. That's so stupid. Why would I Maybe do that? Maybe that's why you lost your memory. Mm. Yeah, that tracks. It's classic magic shit. And on that note, I think we'll leave it there. This was Romancing the Dungeon. You've been listening to Amber as Festa, Sam as Nate, Louise as Fia, and James as Kyle. Our theme song, Haunted, is by Ghost of Red Mountain. Title card and artwork by Ralph is redacted. I'm Declan, and I've been your Dungeon Master. If you like what you heard and want to know more about the show and what's going on in Romancing the Dungeon, check us out on social media at D8Dungeon. There's plenty of behind-the-scenes shenanigans, messes, giveaways, and a wonderful growing community of daters. If you'd like to get your hands on some sweet rewards, maps, artwork, 
work, access to private channels, shout outs, even deleted scenes, outtakes, the stuff that we can't put in the podcast because it's a little too filthy. And we were talking about balls in this episode. So imagine what's in the deleted and outtakes. (laughs) I shave. Uh, hopefully that hasn't put you off what I'm about to say. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> there are no pictures of my butt. <laughs> yes, Yet. Yes. <laughs> uh, but only if you want to. Of course, the show is going to be available to everybody always. Uh, don't forget, we're also on Twitch these days with a brand new show every second Sunday called Rise of the Forsaken. And we will see you back here in two weeks time for another new episode. Oh, hi, uh, Chelsea. Um, <laughs> my name's uh, Nate uh, Nath- well, Nathaniel Obsidian McKnight. Um, Roz sent me uh, over because uh, she seems to think we're going to be a good match. Um, I, I notice you're also a, an artist like myself. Um, you know, uh, look, I, I don't want to put any pressure on here, but um, you know, at the very least, it would be great to connect with you, talk about the creative process um you know um i'm, I'm actually quite a successful uh, musical artist myself uh, you know maybe you could do some merchandise for me that would be incredible um you know i, I was thinking maybe something like uh, you know me with my loot um topless you know you've got to, you've got to appeal to the to the fan base so um, maybe you could come around sometime i could pose for you um yeah you you get back to me you let me know <laughs>